When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. Hi, everybody. I'm excited more so than I usually am to catch up with everybody because today is my first podcast I'm ever doing as Mrs. Jenkins. Hey, can you insert applause? And I don't know, sound effects here. <laughs> um, Kate is my sound producer. So I. I'm just so delighted and thankful because I've talked about Jay so many times on the podcast here. And you guys know that I've just been so blessed with an amazing, healthy, awesome relationship. And with that, of course, we look forward to getting married. But we had to wait during this pandemic like everybody. Everybody's plans were on hold. But I don't believe that you should make love wait. If you're in love, and you already know what it is, whether you want to move in together or you want to be husband and wife, whatever it may be, you can always get creative with what just really matters. And for us, it was just saying the vows. So to everybody who wished me congrats and sent such amazing, cute DMs to me and um, just said so many nice words about Jay and I, thank you so much. We love you guys. And thank you for being here to listen this week, which brought me to doing a fam questions because so there's so much going on, not only in my personal life, but in the real world, from Dante Wright to Lieutenant Nazario to the endless stories that we keep hearing um, from Black Lives Matter to Stop Asian Hate. It, it just makes me want to check in with everybody out there and find out how you all are doing. How are you processing this? And who, where are you going to talk to somebody to just at least have the conversations? Because no conversation is wrong when it comes to understanding more of how you feel throughout this all and what are you doing to be an ally? What are you doing to be anti-racist? What are you doing to learn more about these, um, these communities in danger? And just really just how to wrap your head around it to feel everything that's happening. So that's why I wanted to have on my fam questions and I just am so happy for everybody. 
I'm so glad that everybody who decided to submit questions, thank you so much. I got a ton of questions. Marav is actually on the line right now because she helped me to record the questions, take them down. Marav, did you see how many audios and um, texted questions we got? It's like everybody just like bombarded with both, right? You got a bajillion. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that. So basically, if you don't know, because you're just jumping on the podcast. Hi, how you doing? Thank you so much for joining. Listen, honey. But every once in a while, I'll get on my stories and I'll ask you guys, my fam, to submit a question to me. And it could be about anything, relationships, work, life, love, finances, um, today's world, whatever it may be. And I'm not saying I have the right answers, but I want to be there with you to talk with you so that you don't feel alone. I know I need that. You guys are a big source for me. So to be able to put that out there and to get so many questions back, Marav, I ask you to actually bank a lot of the questions just in case we don't get to all of them today, that we can save them for next time. So I say we just get started. What do you think? Sounds good. Um, my question for you is with the horrible um, anti-Asian hate happening um, since the coronavirus, what are you doing um, and who are you partnering up with to sort of combat that hate um, and to change the narrative? Um, you support the Asian community so much, and I would just love to know what you're doing to um, put an end to that. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for asking that question. So the first words that I think about every day, and only because it's daunting to me, is how to put an end to it. And specifically, I'm talking about racism against Asians. Racism against Asians is not something new. It did not happen over the last year. It didn't happen from the rhetoric that the president put out um, a year ago after corona, right, the coronavirus, calling it the China flu, the Kung flu, all these things. We already know about that. It's been happening for centuries, since back in 1872, when the Page Act was one of the first laws that banned Asian women from coming into the US because they were perceived to be prostitutes and sex workers. Um, so it's been going on for a long time. That said, um, it's not to say it's impossible, you know, one day to eradicate racism, but I'm not the only racial group obviously dealing with it, but we have a lot of work to do. And what I'm doing is shipping away at it day by day as much as I can by first understanding how to harness my emotions. So today, how I feel about the situation is a culmination of things. I'm enraged, I'm tired, I am exasperated and frustrated for the elderly Asians out there that don't have a podcast like I do, that don't have a voice, don't even have the ability to go to an authority figure to speak in English to be able to ask for help, who don't have the finances to be able to heal themselves or go see the right medical help if they've been attacked. Over 4,000 hate crimes now against elderly Asians and Asians in general in communities where just the bystanders um, aren't even reaching out to help a lot of these people. Um, as we saw in the video where the 65 year old Asian woman in New York was attacked and the three large men who were in the business establishment just shut the doors on her and looked the other way. So all to say, the best thing I can do is to turn my emotions into power. And how I'm doing that is to first give space for my anger and my 
my hurt so that I'm not just out here ranting. And then I turn into um, where, where are the resources that I really want to help either with my time or with my money? One of the areas that I'm recommending and I put on my socials and I'm telling everybody here is Stop Asian Hate on GoFundMe. GoFundMe has partnered with the AAPI community and they've provided a, an amazing stop where millions of dollars by now have been raised and they're all going out to vetted organizations, grassroots organizations in different communities or the actual victimized families themselves. So making sure that your dollar goes directly to whether it's an organization in a certain area that you want to help or the families, that's the number one thing to make sure that you feel like your money is going to, is going to be put in good, to good use. The second thing I'm doing is I actually um, am in touch with the NAACP, especially the Georgia chapter and a few other organizations where our, our communities, our different race and communities are all coming together to stand in solidarity. And we have a bigger plan that's going to roll out and I can't wait to share that with you guys later. But I think not only just, you know, um, coming together with my, race, my Asian group, I think it's important to meet with other race groups as well, especially the black community, just to make sure that even though we are, trying to stop Asian hate here, that does not mean that we are not still putting our full energy and um, compassion towards Black Lives Matter and towards uh, the Latino groups that still suffer so much um, hate as well. And, and, and just many minorities that understand what this is like. So that's what I'm doing as a whole. And if you want specific, if you want to follow specifically on how you can help, what I would do is I would actually go to Stop Asian Hate on GoFundMe and directly contact one of the organizations because those have been vetted out and we from the AAPI community do support those and do and 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 do work with them so that that way you know that you're going into safe hands to go out there and and do the work that needs to be done too. I hope that helps. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, and I say that because every time I talk about it, it's just so heavy. Um, because you do feel helpless and you feel like you're not, you're not sure if you see a difference every day. So I understand that, but please don't ever feel discouraged and think that, you know, even in your own home, the conversations that you're having, the friends that you're reaching out and checking it, um, checking with, or just organizations that say that here you come up to them and say, Hey, I saw you on this Instagram post, or I see what you guys are doing and I want to help that encouragement. And that spirit helps people feel the good that does exist. And we need that now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so let's try another question, um, Rob. To you is how do you prevent the fear of failure um, from interfering with your goals? I, I want to achieve so much, but I fear instability and failing. Any advice for that? So your question is, how do you not let fears get in the way of, of your goals and your dreams? So for me, people will sometimes say that it's best to ignore your fears or to just overlook them. 
And I actually don't think that's true. I think you need to face your fears. And when I say face them, I mean, actually get to know what your fears are. How does it feel when you have that fear? Where do you think that fear came from? When's the last time you felt that same fear? And if you can go farther back to when you were a kid, you might discover, like I have, that a lot of those fears came from initial traumas as a kid. And when you're able to find the source of those fears, you'll, you'll soon start to understand that those fears just followed you because you never had an actual conversation with yourself to give space to, to, to what you didn't know at the time and maybe what people didn't know at the time when they did you wrong. And why that experience of your fear in the first place is not who you are today. So today when I face my fears, I actually get to know what exactly the fear is, when does it come about, how does it make my emotions and my physical body change and, 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 and you know, so I recognize it so I can breathe through it and calm myself down. And also just knowing that I'm a, I'm for me, you know, it, it's either come from childhood trauma or being a victim of certain things like, you know, um, sexual abuse. It's those things have followed me because I never packed it and, 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 and put it away because that was my past and it's not my present. So I think for you, what I, I would recommend for anybody who has fears is to just actually sit down and face your fears, find out exactly what they are, find out when do they come up in, in your, in your, in your um, body so that you know when to kind of know what's coming and start to just take some time to breathe, take some time to get away from people, settle yourself. And then if you can go see a therapist or you can go just even sit down and journal to find out where these fears, fears came from in the first place, you'll find that they are just an old side of yourself that, are, that is still trying to follow you today. And only you, can, only you can grow from that and pack that away knowing that you are a new person today. You've got to be your biggest champion when it comes to building your company or graduating from that college or earning that degree or that master's that you're going for, whatever the goal is, you've got to be your biggest champion. I'm not talking about expecting your mom or your boyfriend or your friends to be your biggest champion. You've got to be the one. You've got to be the one that is so assertive and so sure that you can make it that even if you doubt yourself, you need to have a real conversation with yourself to explain to yourself why you are capable of doing it. I've even gotten to the place sometimes where I write down a whole list of why I deserve this blank whether it's a company, whether it's a relationship, whatever it is, I remind myself by writing it down. There is so much power in affirmation. And sometimes you actually need to see it to remind yourself because your own self-doubt will compound so much that it drowns out the reasons why you are capable and you can own this and you are able. So the, the, the thing that I would say that helps me the most when it comes to achieving your goals is own your fears before they own you. And then actually own why you are deserving of this. Own why you are capable to get to this achievement. And own what you're willing to do to get there as well too. And when you really have that solid understanding of who you are and your worth, there is nothing, nothing that can get in the way or tell you different because you've already gotten all your answers so lined up that it becomes your, it becomes your gasoline on why you get up every morning to just work at that goal until you've achieved it. That's my question. How has my life been? How has it been moving into the new house and with your shoes? And have you been able to catch up on stuff or have you been behind 
oh, how, how are you loving your second time around with the love of your life? I just wanted to say I love That is such a cool question because I actually haven't like sat down to process that. After Jeezy and I got married, um, Rob, you even know, we, we kind of jumped right back into work. Um, the first week, the, the, the weekend we got married, I had a lot of family that came over, which was so nice. But then, you know, I was hosting and I was just, you know, even between that, I was still doing, you know, a few Zooms and some um, <clears throat> interviews and things like that. But all to say that there was no problem with that. The great thing about um, Jeezy is that he's super understanding of, of our life and our work. And we also, our work is not just about being on camera to do some show. It's also about speaking up for our communities. It also means being an ally and showing up in any you know way that we can to use our voice. So so we are nonstop thinking about different ways to work in all the all the you know varieties of way we work. So that said, being with a husband who understands that and nurtures it and supports me as I do him is so rewarding. Like I, I can't imagine if Jeezy was the type of guy who you know, was maybe bothered or annoyed if I had to work, you know, we'd have a lot of, it, it would be really difficult because we both work so much. Um, at the same time, what I love about being married is having this teammate every step of the way, whether we get up and we prepare each other, you know, um, support each other. We ask each other about each other's day. We pray about the things that we're looking forward to. I know for him, you know, he knows that right now I'm starting a new clothing line. So he's praying for me that I have great meetings and that my focus is clear. Um, I know for him, you know, he went back into season two of his new um, show worth of conversation. And so I was praying about the guests he had, the amazing conversations he'd have. And then throughout the day, we're just still really romantic and lovey-dovey. Like every day we still send each other, you know, our favorite songs or what I love to do is we actually go through our messages from the whole two years and we'll pick like pivotal moments where we had really special conversations or maybe a funny picture. And we'll just bring each other back to that moment by sending it as a text with like a really thoughtful message so that we just like, no matter what's happening around us, we can freeze each other and still show love and still embrace one another, even through digital, you know, um, communication. So the romance and the butterflies never stop with Jeezy and I, and I still, I, I still get so giddy um, because you're right, we did, you know, move into, well, we built our home and then we're, we moved into it. So coming home and being able to make dinner, use my air fryer, um, impress him with my skills and stuff. Like it's so much fun. And then I think just going to bed with my husband and waking up with my husband and checking on my husband, it feels totally different than having a boyfriend. I never actually thought of Jeezy as my boyfriend. Like it, it, the, the word never fit because I've had many boyfriends. I, 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 I don't look at him as that. He was always much more of a partner, a purpose partner with me, a soulmate. So I'm so thrilled now that we have the title that actually matches it. And thank you everybody again for the love that you've sent. It's been awesome. Great. Okay. I'm, I'm sort of torn between which question I want to read you. Do you want to just try one of them and then we, if we have time, we'll go to another? 
What are some cross-cultural differences you experience being in a mixed marriage? I'm Malaysian and my husband mm. is African-American. We are newlyweds too. Oh, congratulations. That's cool. I've been to Malaysia twice. It's beautiful. Um, so some cross-cultural things. Well, we were quarantined together. So, you know, we've, we've gone through a, a great deal of them already being together in one small space. One of them that Jeezy still just cannot understand is why I save so much food in the fridge. I will not throw away food. If we have not finished it and there's like two bites left, I'm absolutely putting that quarter of a burger back in the fridge. If there's like a little bit of pho, pho broth, I can use that pho broth and put it into ramen and other noodles. Like, why would I throw that away? It's perfectly good soup base. He doesn't eat leftovers at all. And he would never think one time we were out at a restaurant and like half, more than half the meal was still there. And he was like, we're good. Let's get the check. And they started clearing the dishes. And I was like, no, are you crazy? This is breakfast. And I made them pack up every single thing with the sauces. And I had no shame in it at all. It was an amazing breakfast next, the next day. I know, because I ate it. It's perfect. So I just think, you know, that's one thing that I think he, he's not used to. And another would be, um, let's see. I don't know. If, let's, let's see. Uh, oh, this is a funny one. So one time I went camping with his family. And his sister, Trina, who's super Southern, right? She asked me to make pancakes. I was like, I got this and make amazing pancakes. So I got the pancake mix and I started, you know, busting out my whole thing. And then I needed the water, right? And I was like, does anybody have bottled water? And she looked at me and she was like, child, just use the sink. And I was like, you can't, you can't use sink water for pancakes. And she was like, all right, I'm gonna just go on and let you just do your thing and make your bottled water pancakes. And I was, I actually got really self-conscious. I was like, wait, is there a secret? Is there better tasting pancakes inside sink water? Like, I don't understand. Needless to say, I made the pancakes with the bottled water and it was all of Jay's family that was eating it. Not necessarily, it was, it was all of Jay's family. And I'm just going to tell you right now that when I looked around that table, I felt like I could see it in everybody's eye that they were judging me because they seemed to think that they could taste the bottled water. To this day, I don't know, and I'm not trying to ask, and I don't care, but I've decided I'm using sink water from now on. <laughs> it's, I don't even know if that's a culture thing. It's just, I'll never forget and traumatize. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> How do you open yourself up to love without putting pressure on yourself? I've been single five years and I would love to meet someone I continuously, continuously work on myself and look for that deep connection. I'm a fellow sapiosexual. What advice would you give? Sapiosexuals! Oh, we rule the world and we have way better sex. Um, okay, this is so cliche and every time I say it, I feel it, but I believe it and I know it because I was there. There's nothing like opening yourself up to love and I'm putting that in air quotes because you don't, there's no process to do that except the genuine way it happens is from finding self-love first. I know we hear about self-love all the time. They sell freaking candles out there titled self-love. No, it's not about that. Although those things help, 
spas, candles, a pedicure, getting a workout, you know, finally taking that dance class, whatever it is, those are forms of self-love. But the, the point is actually dating yourself, like date yourself, do the things that these other, you know, men sometimes do to romance us for yourself. Go buy yourself the bouquet of flowers. Go take yourself out on a massage. Compliment yourself when you get up and you feel in yourself. Like do all the things that you would rather have from other people for yourself first, but genuinely mean it. If you don't like the way you look, I'm gonna be real with you. Go figure it out to get yourself to a place where you find yourself sexy. I don't care if it's a haircut. I don't care if it's a body um, um, uh, haul, if you're making over yourself, if you're working out, if you're gonna go get something fixed. I don't care. I really don't care. I have a friend who didn't like her nose for about maybe like 28 years of her life. And she was so against the idea of getting her nose done just because she didn't like the stigma of plastic surgery. She didn't wanna be one of those people. And I was like, I don't understand. So you'd rather, you're at, thir you're, 38 years of your life now. And you've been self-conscious about this nose since you were a teenager, but you won't just go get a little thing done so that you can finally be happy with it. And again, this takes also research, make sure you're going with the right doctor, make sure that you've you know, gone over the results and, and, and make sure that it's what you want. But she did it and she, like, she was in tears for like maybe two hours after she did it on the phone with me because she was just like, I can't believe it. I see myself differently now. I'm a whole new woman. And it was just from like doing whatever she needed to just feel good about herself. So I don't think that we should be guilty about that. I don't think that you should feel bad. Self-love is not selfish. So whatever it means, get that done. And then you will have this different aura and this swag about you that I swear men pick up on or women, whatever it is you date. And They'll, that in it of itself will appreciate and, and, and kind of work in tandem with the way you love yourself. And that's what happened to me. Like after I got divorced, I really did just go do me. And it wasn't a fuck you men. It wasn't anything negative towards men. It was just, it was just all about me in a fun way and revisiting myself. Cause I did feel a lot of shame from being divorced. And I, and I, and I went and did things to make myself remind myself that Jeannie Mai doesn't mean Jeannie Mai is divorced. Jeannie Mai means she has dreams. She has ambition. She's accomplished a lot. She came from very humble beginnings and look where she's growing to now. She continues trying to learn. Like Jeannie Mai is all these things. And when I felt that, I just moved differently. And the level of men also moved with me. It also grew with me. So the same type of guys that maybe hit on me or were the type of guys I looked out for before I found myself are a totally different level of men that I found after best example being Jeezy, the man I married. So that's the best, best way I can describe opening yourself up to love. Just open yourself up to love yourself first. <laughs> These were great questions, but I know we had so much more home, Rob. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we had like, there's so many. Oh my God. Okay. Well, Marab is going to save these questions. I promise you, everybody who sent me a question, please don't think you've gone unnoticed. We have them. I will continue doing this like I always do because I love catching up with you guys. But most of all, what I would say is I know 2021 looks so heavy and bleak, but please know, and, and don't, don't dismiss all the time that we've had that's also been really fruitful in this moment. I've had more conversations with friends about them Zooming with their families and finally getting into that workout or finally doing their house cleaning or finally updating their resume 
things that we haven't had time to do because we've been forced to have a very intimate space with ourselves. And I think that's such a great thing. So please don't get discouraged about what this year has been like. Please do find ways to take care of yourself and to celebrate love in every way that you have around you with your pets, with your friends, with your family. And I love you guys. Thank you so much for submitting the questions. And um, please do rate and review this episode too, because I love reading your reviews on iTunes. And I love you guys. Till next time. Mwah. Take care, everybody. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey.